1: hello hello how you doing i'm doing good jen what's up
0: sorry guys we were supposed to do this about two hours ago
2: i I um i might have to cut out a little early to go pick up
0: kids i was gonna say this is rapidly approaching your kid time but (laughs) but i can i can join for at least a good portion here yeah this is helena it's not gonna take us that long yeah
2: We're flexible.
0: So I came home today after taking Lauren to the orthodontist, and I had a little surprise. My dog was out of her pen. Uh Uh-oh. So little Miss Houdini has learned how to jump it. She has become sentient. Yep. I was like, she just looked at me and she was like, hey, mom, what's up? I'm like, I had a moment where I was like, did I put her in the pen? Did I leave her out? I wouldn't have left her out. It was like one of those nope she's just wicked smart and has finally figured it out so sounds about right she didn't get anything but i was like well that's why i'm married an engineer he can move goldberg his way out of this and figure it out so
1: we ended up for both dogs getting it's actually technically a toddler gate and but we have
0: toddler gates i think she's gonna end up jumping those too what she does is she she gets a running go at it, and she, like, flies through the air like super dog. Impressive. Actually, it's actually impressive. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's unfortunate when we're trying to keep her out of other levels, so we'll see how this goes. She's pretty good. She's not chewing
1: stuff up for the most part, so. But she looked adorable in her Halloween costume, so. She
0: did a bumblebee. It was so fun.
1: It was really She's cute. Like-
0: She was like, get this off of me. I'm like, no. She really loved the kids, though. She was just like, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what is happening, but I love it. She's like, kids! That's pretty cute. So, what episodes are we doing today? We are doing seven and eight. So, Are we on seven and eight?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Damn! We're cooking. We're cooking. We're going to slow down when we get to see. Are we slowing down when we get to Felicity episodes if she's in every episode? Probably. Okay. I feel like that's important. Yeah. We're just going to get rid of. Basically, we have to get through up until one fourteen,
1: Basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And these actually pair well because it pretty much is kind of a continuous story. Like It, it is. Uh-huh. It doesn't do the to be continued, but it really is kind of a two-parter. So our little two-episode um, sections worked out well in this case. And so... because
0: well, I was feeling... It feels very, very villain of the week. And I get tired of that format quickly. Like, I am not a procedural girl. So... I like that they kind of were like, hey, we can expand some characters and have an ongoing thing. Some mini arcs. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like they were super, like, because I I feel like if I was online, people would have been very excited that it was Helena because what is her comic book character? It's the
1: Huntress. She's the Huntress.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. Still low-key pissed off that we never got Oliver teaching Felicity how to shoot the bow, and that was wasted on Helena, but I'm going to let it go. I have to move
1: on to some of these. But we got the what salmon ladder instruction from 520, which I think.
0: Oh, you're right, which is superior in every way. So that's mm-hmm. true. That makes up for it. Yeah. Excellent.
1: Yeah, because basically I like that it's the whole like gotcha moment because it starts with, you know, there's a mystery shooter that um, gets Moira talking to like shady businessman. And they're like, who could it be? And Oliver's like, (laughs) whoever it is, he's a dead man. And then it pans and it's like, oh, but it's a pretty lady. What are we (laughs) going to do about that?
0: (laughs) Is this the one where Oliver, um, yeah, his mom gets shot at and he runs after her? Yeah, with the motorcycle? You know, like scenes that aren't supposed to be sexy, but they are sexy. I don't know why Oliver chasing down a motorcycle is super hot, but it was.
1: But also, why did he chase down the motorcycle instead of he arrived in a motorcycle?
0: Right. Why didn't you? Well, because then he gets to say the super hot line of, How do I explain to my mother that I am fast enough to run down a motorcycle? Well, you just say you train for marathons on the island. There wasn't much to do, Oliver. Yeah, he was bored. He just, yeah, we just like, I ran laps, Ma. (laughs) I was running. <laughs> no,
2: not forest gump and <laughs>
1: I'm See, that would fix the voiceover as if it was a forest gump narration.
0: You did. Oh. I saw it in my brain.
1: <laughs> I had to become something else. <laughs> Life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs>
2: Oh, God. Okay. Okay. I
0: our, our... really love how we can turn anything into arrows, so. Yeah. not was wrong. <laughs> Our, well, our brains are broken. Our brains are so tired, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I need a nap. Get one. I want one. Sad. True. Sure. Sure. So, but... Oliver decides that, like, they bond over their mutual, like, daddy troubles.
1: Well, also, from... I, like... Basically, the whole thing is like Diggle talking of your mom gets shot and you're coping by this by going undercover to meet with a mob boss. That seems healthy.
0: <laughs> I just love therapist Diggle in season one. He, he works the hardest out of anyone on that show, including Oliver. And it's just unrelenting, thankless work. <laughs>
1: because basically Please. he's like i'm just saying this out loud so you can realize how absurd this sounds
0: yeah it was a unpaid like internship for yep. him hmm i do like that Diego calls him on the fact that she looks like the t-mobile girl
1: i it love was a little,
0: that it's a little harder to put that,
1: that was great well, that's not in these episodes. That's later when she comes back in, okay, in okay. 17. Oh,
0: that's such a great When she threatens role. Felicity. Oh, that's her. Oh, yes. Because
1: oh. he keeps, like, she threatens, like, different people and leads up to. And Oliver keeps ignoring it. But then once he gets to, she threatens Felicity. Then it's like, okay, she got to die.
2: <laughs> like, Dick was not a big fan of Helena's, though. Like. No. At all, no,
0: he was pretty much right off. Well, and it's so strange because Oliver, right off the bat, wants to like save her, yeah, and they get into kind of like a morality if I can save
1: her, then I can be saved, basically.
0: Is
2: I well, and it's also like we have. Trauma that's similar, I can help her. And it's like, dude, you haven't even helped yourself yet.
0: Well, you help I, I gotta, exactly. I gotta say, like in the in the morality debate that they have, um, she really just what makes your vendetta more moral than mine? And mm. he's like, Well, I only kill people if I have to. I'm not out there to kill people. And I was like, Oliver? that is a sliver of a difference, sir. That is <laughs> Not hang your hat on that one, big boy. Very slim. Yeah, I just was like, really, we're going to go with this? But apparently
1: but you know, pretty confident about it. Season one, all of her logic isn't entirely sound, so we'll I we'll mean, this season
0: one hat. logic is really just atrocious.
1: It's sure. a lot of sure, Jan.
2: It's a lot of, I'm going to do this because I found a way to excuse it in my
0: head. Yep. Which, I I, I mean, Oliver doesn't spend a lot of time in season one really talking about the killing. Like, Diggle spends a lot of time talking about the killing, and Oliver spends a lot of time ignoring Diggle talking about (laughs) the killing. That is so true. Basically, like, that's the summation of season one. And mm-hmm. I just feel like Oliver Oliver's attitude towards it. He's not blasé about taking a life, but he's like his argument is it's not my go to move. Okay, well, it's still a move. Yeah, it's, it's still, still in the
2: arsenal, dude.
0: Right, exactly. And you you select it a lot. <laughs> like it's not like we're just.
2: We're not running through every single possible contingency before, before we, we get drop to drop a guy.
0: Yeah. Right. So, I mean, he gets... I really got to say he kind of bugs the shit out of me on his uppity high horse. And I am pretty much Team Helena in the argument because she's calling him all on his basically hypocritical BS. And I don't feel like Oliver really does a great job at explaining why he feels... His vendetta is different and/or better than, yeah. or more moral than hers. Like I feel like as
2: the audience, everybody is gonna like naturally gravitate to Oliver's side because we're we're seeing his point of view more clearly than we see anybody else on the show's point of view. Mm-hmm. But I, I guarantee that if we were seeing everything through Helena's point of view, it, there there's literally nothing different.
1: You know. Yeah. Also, I like that the nuance of there's two things that can be true at once, because we're talking about Oliver being hypocritical about how quickly he can justify the killing thing and being a little holier than thou on that. However, then in later seasons, when we get to the level of sanctimony that the Flash people talk (laughs) about Oliver and how you but you killed people, they were like shut up! I know, (laughs) I immediately
0: go on Oliver, I'm like his defense attorney, I'm like like i can bitch about- listen <laughs> i can bitch about him killing people that doesn't mean the flash gets to bitch well, about him killing especially people especially
2: when we've seen oliver make the journey from season right. one out killing his nbd to later on being like i don't want to kill anybody and then have the flash act like nothing there's else has no- happened since mm-hmm, season one he's mm-hmm. still that same guy basically like-
1: getting to where there's certain instances where you have if you're dealing with, like, Ra's al Ghul, yeah, there's not a non-lethal way to deal with that, so, like, yeah. Yeah. You're gonna have to kill a dude, but well, it's
0: like you needed to show up to this argument in season one. Barry incorporated. You missed the boat, literally. Yeah. So, it's,
2: it's, and, and Barry didn't even know Oliver no! in season one. No. So bring like me it up and think about
1: on,
0: yes, like coming down on him in season freaking three about killing people. It's like
1: we did this already. We we've gone through this journey, but also sometimes. <laughs> if you're in this vigilante thing you're basically a soldier and there are high some rare high stakes situations where yeah like you're probably okay, going to have to kill the doing, dude.
0: I do remember now what I when I rewatched it what I was thinking with the morality debate. So yeah. this is this is the distinction Oliver is drawing in his brain and it was what made me get mildly on board with him. Um essentially Helena's just out to Avenge her fiancé's death. She's really only interested in her father and taking down his enterprise, and like that's it. That's where it starts and ends with her. She just wants revenge. Oliver feels that his mission is bigger than that. He has an altruistic purpose. Yeah, he's not about revenge. He's about justice. I guess it's like that, like that's the line he's drawing with her, and I'm like, you know. That's a sliver, sir. And, like, he
1: has the whole thing about how, like, guns are emotional. Like, uh, (laughs) a bow and arrow requires, like, skill and, like, thought.
0: Which, (laughs) I mean, listen, I've seen my dad shoot a gun. I've seen him shoot a bow. You know. (laughs) One's a lot faster than the other. That's why we moved to guns. But, yeah, I just... It again, like I said, he's really trying to. I think Oliver is trying to rationalize to himself more than he's trying to rationalize to Helena. Like, he's trying because, like, clearly we have Diggle in the other ear who's like, dude, stop dropping bodies. That's all you got to do, just stop dropping bodies. And Oliver doesn't want to do that. He does not believe that that is a feasible (laughs) goal. Because if he feels, I think he really does feel like. If I don't, if I'm not willing to go there, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to die. Like, you have to be willing to kill somebody to do this, which, eh, you know, we, again, the killing thing is an ongoing, never-ending debate it's in Arrow. Cool. He is going to end up where I want him to be, but it's messy. It's a real, real, real mess getting there. So this is like their real first dab at the big morality debate and Oliver I don't feel does super great (laughs) because clearly it's wrong that's the problem it's clearly wrong Diggle is clearly right yes and that's just I'm not losing sleep over any of the dudes I don't consider Oliver a serial killer no um I do think there is a moral aspect to his killing But it's still murder. And, you know, you guys know me. Murder is bad. Murder is bad. So, especially when you have another option, as in the American justice. And no, is it perfect? No. But neither is Oliver's judgment. My beef with Oliver in this is he's elected himself judge, jury, and executioner. And I appreciate that he went through a lot. And I appreciate that he's very skilled with bow and arrow. But his moral compass is slightly askew. So I don't necessarily feel he's the best one making those decisions all the time. which is why he would. needs Diggle. Neither did Diggle. Diggle's like, well, if I leave you in the driver's seat,
1: this is just going to be a shit show.
0: So I am going to join the team just to make sure you don't, like, crash and burn.
1: Yeah. But pivoting as far as there's the morality aspect of... That's a key part of... These episodes are a good step in that. But also an interesting dynamic that's in these episodes is seeing oliver have chemistry with somebody
0: oh i know right because you really are like who's the problem steve or katie steve or katie it's a little bit both their fault um and i think this is why this is why i think katie gets the majority of the blame because what they did was they brought in other love interests for oliver and so you could see him
1: to try to test people
0: and test essentially it's a yeah, it's, a, it's, it's like here kind of we go.
1: Term. She's pretty. It's a like it's a comic book character. So there's lore that if we decide to keep her around, that could bring that in. And let's yeah, give it a I go. really
0: do. I you know I feel like people kind of we can't. I feel like we kind of came down a little hard on Oliver in terms of like the dating in season one. I mean, it's really just a,
1: three women. <laughs>
0: it's just three, and he was on an island for five years. So it's like you know, don't, I don't feel like that's the. It's not like he was about. out at
2: the club every night, hunting
0: right? For right, women. and he dated each of them in some capacity. So, I don't know. I, I in retrospect, I feel like there
1: think, was a dinner before the coupling.
0: Like <laughs> there was, he took her out. They had cheesecake. It was well. I, I, I do think that they were trying to rip off that sex band aid quickly like, hi, he's not he can do stuff so
2: (laughs) he's not. you know this also (laughs) reminds me of what we were just saying about the holier than thou flash people bringing up Oliver's killing they'd bring up his
1: womanizing and we're like, bitch where? yeah, I mean
0: listen yeah, because then
1: basically before Felicity, it's for women over the course of the show. So post Silent right. Oliver, it's
0: it's it's Laurel, Helena, McKenna.
1: Sarah woman over two years isn't bad.
0: That's not excessive. I don't feel it's the fact excessive. that two of
1: them are sisters isn't great. But,
0: uh, but that was yeah. That's but, neither here nor there. We'll get into that. In a pre-existing... But, you
1: know,
0: yeah. But I do think I kinda do and maybe it was just the time was twenty twelve different back then? Were we more into slut shaming? I don't know. But again as I as I'm rewatching it, I'm like, this isn't that bad. Well,
1: like it was part of-, of the marketing. Cause remember that laughable um CW promo where it it's like the Don't bring me home to your mother other I'm not birthday. gonna send you flowers or yeah. something where it's like ooh, look at this sexy bad boy and you're just yeah, like
0: yeah it was it was not in terms of their promo
1: and it was like nothing related to the show it's just Steven in a suit and Katie like looking
0: like she's a cat posing, in heat yeah. Yeah, and posing. Yeah. so I'm like I can't. again I feel like Laurel just looks like a cat in heat anytime there's like she's around Oliver and it's supposed to be sexual it's like Ew. he's trying to make up for the deficit and appreciate the effort but girl it just doesn't work no the biting so but my flip side of they we are given other love interests for steven to show that yes it is possible for me to have chemistry with someone but i don't think katie gets that same opportunity over the course of the show because they just stopped writing for her because they didn't know what to do with her but i i don't i think tommy and laurel have great chemistry i love them together i know some people are like eh
1: they are cute in these episodes. They are super cute. They're cute,
2: but I attribute the cuteness more to him than to her. Oh yes. listen,
0: he's carrying the weight of that relationship. It's a 90
1: ten of cuteness. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Colin Donald is, you know, he is Merlan.
1: <laughs> did you see he's in a new show where he's gonna be a a priest that does shady things? I did not. I might have to check that out. That sounds yeah. interesting. Yeah. Like some kind of like like he does crime stuff in addition to being a priest.
0: Nice. <laughs> that sounds like so up my alley, doesn't it?
1: Exactly. I saw that and I was like, ooh. This is Jen's jam. It is. Now what channel
2: is it gonna be on?
1: Uh it's a streaming service. I wanna oh. say peacock.
0: Ooh. Hmm. hmm. That might be I'm a little bit mixed bag on peacock. Yeah, but I'll I'll give it a whirl. Listen, he, he has a baby girl. He's got bills to pay. I'll support and, him and one on the way. Oh, they have another one. That's so really nice. really. Yeah. How do you know all these things, Maddie? It came out last week on Twitter. You know, <laughs> like we've been on Twitter. <laughs> we're not on that hellscape very often. Callie's sending me fun. I know how to read TikTok messages now, and Callie sends me videos. <laughs>
2: Or honestly it's i i went back over to tumblr and if like i'll, I'll scroll through tumblr if i need to scroll through something mm-hmm. otherwise i'm like on tiktok and like i'll check twitter i'll do like a quick like pop in but uh-huh. I, I don't know man i can't
0: do it anymore if anybody's wondering no. where the heck is my blogging i will fix it guys i just have my sign i, I need I, to get my child through this freaking school play that's that's what is happening.
1: There we go.
0: She has opening. Yeah, night on I, I spent the week
1: getting a new Tumblr set up. So, just I case. saw that.
0: What was the name again? What'd you go with?
1: Queen of Fantasyland.
0: Yeah, that fits.
1: It does. I like
0: Princess Maddie. Taken. Really?
1: Yep.
2: That blows. I know. I suggested that one too. Okay.
0: Because, you know, she is Princess. Oh, I got to send you a TikTok. Because lady to follow Manny because she actually is a human real life Disney princess like sleeping beauty. Like she has the voice and everything. She's like an opera singer and she wears sparkly dresses and they're beautiful and you'll love her. She has great hair too. I'm going to send her to you. (laughs) There we go. Back to Arrow. I literally just follow her just to look at her clothes. That's it. And Maddie's different. trying to keep us on topic I know isn't it cute how Maddie tries to keep us on topic guys and how it usually fails because you know you can't fence me and Callan we just go where the wind takes us
1: yeah I so like I person. actually I did like um, Helena and Oliver's dynamic in the dinner like there was something there but it's still not like the one but you're like okay could get on board with this it's
0: kind of like dark like sexy dark twisty you know what I mean yeah like if we want him to end up with someone who's like perpetually screwed up
2: it was definitely I'm here for a good time not a long time
0: yeah yes you know what it really felt like to me when the sex scene was happening it I really felt like the writers are like we just need him to have sex with someone and it can't be Laurel. So here we go. We're doing it. Because it was episode what, six, six, seven, seven, seven. So yeah, it, it just felt very much like we got to get, we know, we know Stephen looks great. We got to get him naked. We got to do it. We got to do it. It just, it felt very like, uh, it's not forced, but it didn't feel natural.
1: Definitely also, another natural. argument for, um, against you know the preconceived notion of oliver just being kind of a like manho fuckboy type situation mm-hmm. is <laughs> they have sex and then he gets all Twitter twitterpated of like the, the whole next episode like is trying to like almost act like couply and is all here let me like let me teach you how to how to be a superhero and what i find funny is he shows like they're looking at the computer of like kind of some kind of suit and identity concealment um and then she's like does it come in purple because comics but then i'm like what website are they looking at that just has like vigilance <laughs> don't think that's on amazon. It's, amazon it's on amazon
0: i mean he is pretty doe-eyed i think he just i think he's really
1: lonely exactly he's well i and- also feel like the show and like really immediately brings her to, into the lair, and it's just like. Yeah. I
2: feel like the show is really trying to draw a contrast between who he was before the island, mm-hmm. and who he is now. You know, like before he ran from commitment, before he wasn't all lovey-dovey, coupley-coupley with Laurel. Mm-hmm. Like, now he is grown and
0: matured. Look, and I he's... can be in a grown-up relationship right. and not be a douchebag. And I think he really wants to show Laurel that. Yeah. Which is what generates yeah. the double.
1: But, like, the fact he goes from, like, snapping a guy's neck because nobody can know my secret to, like, you figured out who I am. We have sex. And now come down into the arrow layer And Jiggle's like, great. She's down here. And now she's seeing my face. And then Oliver's like, Diggle, come on. And he's like, and now she knows my name. Right. (laughs) So, like, don't we have like a
0: questionnaire they have to fill out, like a background check? Can I get her social security number?
1: There should be a screening process.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I, yeah, again, Diggle's right. Oliver for King. how
1: irritated Oliver gets in the future about Barry Allen coming down to the oh, Arrow Lair,
0: the hypocrisy.
2: Mm-hmm. 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 And it's not like somebody was dying, and they, he brought her down yeah. to save them.
0: No, no, not even close. Can we talk yeah, about the that's double a good date? Good point. Can we talk about I the double date? I'm going to remember date? that for when yeah, we get to keep... that episode. I need to get into the double date because double date time Laurel bothers me so much. <laughs>
2: In like why date. is
1: she jealous? Oh right. Why <laughs> is also, Oliver over bringing we... up like stuff that like obviously you don't bring that up if you're not together. Like do you
0: remember when we were in Aspen and you wanted to go to a ski lodge? Okay. Like, why? And no. like
1: and then Oliver's like, "Yeah, and your dad was upset that we were in a room with one bed." And like you don't bring that up on a date with someone who is not that person (laughs) this
0: is this is when love triangles are done poorly because it's like clearly Oliver has better chemistry with Helena Laurel has better chemistry with Tommy they the two the two couples make more sense than Laurel and Oliver and yet the writers are continually jamming this ridiculousness down our throat that they are fated for one another and how all roads Lead back to Laurel, and it's ridiculous. So ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it really felt like Laurel was marking her territory. It did in that entire dinner, and she got one territory (laughs) to mark, girl. Yeah, like. Again, this is the thing with Laurel in season one. It's the flip flop in every week. She is a different personality every single
1: week. And, and to do her- that when you know Tommy is in a very vulnerable place right, right. now, being cut off. Yes. And so. He- and
0: Tommy literally just confessed to her hey, it's, it, it was real with me. I felt all the things and I'm not here to just like screw you over.
2: Like Tommy is making a genuine effort.
0: Genuine overtures are being made,
1: and then she turns and like he expressed that he's worried stress. because now he doesn't have money that he doesn't have like anything to offer. With,
2: so... you know, Laurel being a gold digger, there is some evidence in the text. You know,
0: <laughs> all of a sudden, our attention shifts to the billionaire billionaire bad boy who screwed my sister. All of a sudden, so now that he's dating somebody we don't like. Like. How do we go from I am sad that you didn't rot in hell longer than five years to have a girlfriend? Like, what the this is my problem. And it's seven episodes, guys. Like, seven episodes is not that many episodes. And we've gone from there to this. The well, pac- and we go back is- and forth all the time. I know it's exhausting. The pacing between this relationship makes no sense. To me. If you're really doing Laurel and Oliver, you need to, you need to, like, park any romantic anything until at least the end of season two. Like, after you have done two seasons worth of Rebuild, then we can maybe in- reintroduce romance into the freaking conversation. But Basically, seven,
1: you, yeah, if you were for real doing it, you would lead it up to either mid-season or season finale um have a kiss that then they like immediately panic and that shouldn't have happened and like one of them freaks out and that kind of thing and then you go and genuinely build in season two like that's that's how to do it
0: but I mean essentially the whole double date the other thing is it makes me again anything with Laurel just highlights Oliver's dick-headedness And makes me not like him. You know he is difficult to take in season one. So this whole like, I'm not saying it's the female's character job to make the male character likable, but I am saying his behavior around Laurel, it ain't great. He's literally hitting on her. He knows she and that Tommy and her are involved, which is a dick move to Tommy. Yep, he's had a discussion with Tommy. Total dick move to Tommy, who's been nothing but good to him in front of the new potentially murderous girlfriend that we've decided to, like, illogically invite into our super-secret lair without maybe clearing a few things with Diggle first. You know what I mean? Like, these are not good decisions. And he is very crass. Like, remember when we had sex in that one bed and your dad got mad? That was exactly what he said. Not for word, but in my brain, that's what he said. Yeah. (laughs) And, like... It's like...
1: And yes, I dated
0: for we like, had sex. He- just like hang a sign out there.
1: Like Helena is upset, uh, even though yeah! most of the time she's a she's a bubble off, but like this, you're like, yeah, girl, I get it. And because he took he takes Helena to Sarah's grave before and confesses that like he feels guilty over Sarah's death because he was running from commitment from Laurel. But he doesn't say the name, so just like I was dating this one girl, and I was scared of right. commitment, and so that's the reason this girl does. So she puts it together at the dinner of like, oh my gosh, oh, this
0: is the one,
1: this is the girl. You slept with her sister. And yeah. Now we're having dinner together. And we're like, having, what the hell? And we're hell double
0: dude? dating. I I feel like Helena's reaction is the audience's reaction. Like, what the actual fuck?
2: Seriously.
0: And again, none of this is endearing Oliver and Laurel as a couple you want to root for. It really casts them in a nasty light, particularly in terms of Tommy. They do nasty,
1: selfish decisions Mm. around each other. Because this whole
0: concept, I'm sorry, and I don't get behind the whole, well, I dated you first, so therefore dibs. Like, listen, Oliver and Laurel have been over for a long time. Tommy isn't doing anything wrong. He had a conversation with Oliver. Oliver told him, go for it, man. I hope you make her happy. We're cool. Okay. Exactly. Because Tommy Oliver... asked for a blessing.
1: And yes. Oliver gave it. So at that point. Yes.
0: You're backing off, dude. And he
1: gets all alpha with him
0: at the dinner. It's just, there's such... The two of them. There's such assholes in this dinner. And I'm it's like...
2: Oliver is acting
0: like Stephen. Yeah. 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 I mean... And it's unattractive. There, we, we said it. We said the truth. It's just, it's very unattractive. And again, you want the hero to be with somebody that you find that makes, it's like an attractive couple together. You want to root for them. And they have yet to present anything in Laurel and Oliver's history and or present time that makes me want to root for them.
2: Which is just mind boggling. You have all their history to mine from.
0: Right. And there's been nothing about it. And all they seem to be bringing up because, like, this, w- this would be a good time. Like, you could have used this scene to show maybe some emotional depth so we understand why these two dipshits can't seem to, like, walk away from this relationship. Like, come up with a different story to tell. But all <laughs> the writers, they're just leaning hard on, remember that one time we had sex in Aspen. <laughs> that, that was the story. That's it. It's like they, this deficit of chemistry between Stephen and Katie. All it's all it's doing with the writers, they're trying to fix it by screaming. But they had lots of sex, so it 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 works. Like, yeah, because like, oh, if you were doing so this right,
1: and it's still like a bad move. But if it's just the double date reveals like the intimacy and shared history that they like still have you bring up a story of like something them, sweet. like a family like remember christmas and thea got you the stupid present or something mm-hmm. like that and mm-hmm. like that, yeah mm-hmm. like that you were involved in my family and like mm-hmm. all these kind of things that those are the kind of stories instead of it's just like hey we had sex in aspen
0: <laughs> okay here's a perfect example I, I mean hold on to your hats maddie i'm gonna say something positive about jamin and alina are you ready Go for it. Buckle up, baby. Okay, so Alina has sex with Damon about an hour <laughs> after she breaks up with Stefan. Yeah. Stefan's body isn't, well, it's cold because he's a vampire, but the relationship's body is still very, very warm. So they have sex. And the very next episode is pretty much Stefan finding out about this, okay? They use that sex as a storytelling device to push what is really going on, which is that Elena has changed as a person and has fallen out of love with Stefan and, we needed a big catalyst because like, you know, they were the main couple, Steph and Elena. So it has to be something, she has to do something big in order to just like, boom, it's over. You know what I mean? Otherwise it's just-
1: And sex with your brother. Sex with your it. brother,
0: that's going to work. But what they do is, and Damon's not there, but they use this discussion about Stefan finding out, Um, and yeah, there's vampire plot devices, but it, they use it effectively about Stefan really finding out you know, how it all came about, Elena being very honest about why she slept with Damon. It's actually gut-wrenching to watch because she's saying things she oh, knows yeah. are gonna devastate him and he doesn't Oh yeah, because I forgot.
1: Because they a like trapped in a room together yeah, and yeah, rebecca compels the them all to all say it Exactly, messy, the original
0: is the compelled them to, to tell the full truth. So it's just absolutely, it's it's like a train wreck. You can't, but you can't look away, and it's it's terrible. But you understand the history with Damon and Elena. You know why she wants to be with him now because she's a vampire. Leading up to the sex made sense. Like that's that's using a couple's history to propel the story forward. That is not what this dinner was not at all and they should have used it for that same opportunity. Look yeah, at this the dinner amazing just con- cool. Yeah, look at this amazing connection Oliver and Laurel had and, and in order to use the vehicle that oh they are the true love to push it forward. And the best the writers can come up with is sex and aspen.
2: I still don't know how that ship had defenders.
0: I don't know. I need booze. <laughs> I need to drink through 1A. 1A, 5B. <laughs> I mean, we're getting there. That's <laughs> like, eh. No, 5B <laughs> was fun.
2: It's 5A.
0: Mm. Oh, you're right. No, 5B was good. 5A, that was rough. 4B, that was bad.
1: 4B was awful.
0: 4B was the... Sh- I mean, really, when you're thinking about it, the 4B to the 5A, that was a bad stretch. We
1: were... No, but 4B was a fun time on Twitter because we were just celebrating Laurel's death. But oh,
0: that's sure that was a good, fine. Point, good, point, was, good was, point. There was a highlight.
1: <laughs> we had a good time. We had I made to have a playlist. A ray of
0: sunshine amidst all the thunderclouds.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, oh God, you guys, the death threats I got that year—so funny. Um,
1: <laughs> I know. I was explaining that to like because I, I have a friend and yes, he's like super into comics, and I was like, yeah, it's taking me a bit to realize that there's like non-problematic people that like comics and that's a, like you're a normal person because i associate like liking comics with the people who yeah, we had, gave like, rape PTSD and death threats to my from, friends
2: from comic fans yeah mm-hmm.
1: and i was like mm-hmm. right. you're actually normal so good job well and here's the other thing i mean the the
0: crux of this helena thing is oliver rushes into telling helena his true identity So he trusts someone too quickly and he gets burned, right? So again, we, we end up with trust issues with Oliver. But he's doing that because he's lonely and he wants someone to see the real him because Laurel doesn't. She didn't see the real him when they were dating and she doesn't see the real him now. So... I think, I think she generates, once again, some bad decisions on Oliver's part, because at the end of the day, a good chunk of Oliver's energy is chasing after this forgiveness and going back to fix it with Laurel. And he's nowhere near close to realizing that is not possible, which makes it really frustrating. Because I was like, so this should be not happening after episode five. I was like, we're going to like, yeah, no but they're gonna i was like, just like they're just gonna keep feeding this dead horse for eternity because you're horse.
1: realizing there is the moral quandary of like helena's thing of revenge will never satisfy you like it's not going to bring your fiance back and this isn't the way to do it and all this mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. also she's endangering a lot of people because she's framing a rival like organized Gay- mob. yeah she's, she's about to start war. like a mafia war
0: yeah And innocent people are going to get caught in the crossfire. What Oliver is trying to do is stop innocent people from getting hurt.
1: Yeah, which is noble.
0: Which, and he does. I mean, he does a lot of good as the hood. I'm not saying, again, I don't lose sleep over the bodies he drops. But, like, you know, he does good. But it's like
1: his, like, dragging his heels on, like, putting an end to this. Yeah. Like, she's a problem. (laughs) People are going to get hurt because she's a problem.
0: yeah. Again, he's like, this is, she's, she's a little unhinged. <laughs> and, you know, again, I think the targeted, I think they want to draw a distinction between Helena's hatred for her father and Oliver's disappointment in his father, but he never hated him. Like he tells Tommy, I've got later on, there's some complicated feelings with, for dad, but I think they're, they're trying to make this distinction that Oliver is not driven by hate the way Helena is like that's the main vehicle that they're trying to push and I think they do that that part of it successfully like you should come away yeah you should come away with a couple things that Oliver's not crazy Oliver is in pain like Helena is in pain but he's trying to use his pain for good while her pain is pretty altruistic and just kind of selfish it's just about her own you know her own kind of like agenda that she's trying to achieve where Oliver has grander bigger implications for his the difference is though he's walking around on a moral high ground that he has no business standing on yeah Yeah. he
2: hasn't earned it yet
0: yeah sorry fella you ain't gonna earn it for a little bit it's gonna be a while well ladies there's a a long road
1: ahead of us okay um, then we're gonna wrap it up yeah
0: oh wait but we haven't gotten to the best part well, you can get to the best part without me. <laughs> uh, really? Yes. I'm sad because we were going to talk about. Well, we can save it for the next time. Cause no, it's fine. We when you said the shift was going to happen. No, no. Go ahead. Okay. Remember when Diggle's like, "You're going to meet the right person."
1: Oh yes, and like the immediate next shot is. Over. Yep.
0: Someday. He's like, love is not about... Diggle gives him this big speech about how love is not about saving or changing a person. It's finding somebody who's already the right fit. Like Oliver's like
2: favorite mm-hmm. line.
0: It's so great because it's 100% true. And he's like, when the right person comes along, Oliver, you're going to be ready for her. And the very next scene, they cut to Felicity. Yeah. So, this is This is where I'm like, Anytime Mark says, oh, we decided on Felicity, like, season two, I'm like, liar, liar, pants on fire, I do not believe you. I'm sorry. I just don't. I just don't. Not when they're doing this shit. Now, maybe this is a director's decision, and writers had no idea they were going to do that. Yeah, but I,
2: I call bullshit.
0: I call bullshit.
2: I think Mark, when he says that, he's covering his ass.
0: I think he's trying to... Appe- I think he's trying to not get...
1: Like, break some kind of NDA. Yeah.
0: Or, well, like, and he doesn't want to piss off the, the Laurel laurels. Yeah, fans he's pissed and... them off enough. I kind of feel like he's hedging a little bit with them. Like, he's trying to give them season one. Yeah, he's trying to give them season one. I think you're right. Like, it was, oh, he can't say it was over from the moment it started. <laughs> it was over before it even started. Yeah. I mean, you know, we just knew it was a train wreck already. So, we were hunting after, after pilot. After pilot season, we're like, shit. So, All right, ladies. I'm a peace out. Okay. Hey. Bye. So yeah. Yeah. This, is, this was my big Oliver and Felicity. And I
1: forgot that we did get a little bit of Felicity, um, in these episodes.
0: Oh yeah but didn't didn't she have to look something up for him?
1: Yeah, because she's looking stuff up for Walter. And oh yeah.
0: So see, but, even in seven, they're laying the groundwork with Walter.
1: They br- they brought her back because.
0: And are giving her a bigger storyline starting in seven. She's I like forgot, the sequa, basically. Yeah, yeah, I forgot that the Walter stuff started so soon. Like in my brain, I feel like, oh, that all started like in the ten to fifteen range. But no, it starts now. Yeah. So,
1: because, because she's like, comes back of I did some more digging, and you kind of get a little bit of hot and cold with Walter because. The bummer is he's the CEO and she's just a lowly IT person. Right, right. I just right. want to keep my job, but also but you were the one who told me to investigate, and now because things are okay with your wife, you're yes. like, "Don't look into this," and I could fire you. And then he's yeah, like, "Well, actually, jerked
0: around a lot.
1: Well, maybe you should look into this because it does seem a little shady." Yeah. Because basically this is where we get the reveal that Moira also has a notebook with um, the list. Yes. That and we're introducing like, the list. Yes.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Yep. Yep. And we got yep. the reveal that shady businessman that has been threatening Moira is Tommy's dad. So yeah, tr-
0: we're starting to get into Merlin.
1: Where we're getting from. Where's there's intrigue?
0: hmm You know, and I was um, moderately, you know, I figured that John Barrowman, when I saw John Barrowman, I was like, clearly he's going to have a bigger role. I really don't think I was shocked at all when they do the big reveal. We'll get to that later. But um,
1: it's not like a. Oh, I, oh, my yeah, goodness. I'm so I shocked. I I was oh, like, oh, interesting. You know?
0: Yeah, I mean, they really did a good job with Tommy and and w- with Colin and John. I mean, they really do look like father and son. So I'm, I was like, Ooh, yeah. But, um, yeah, my level of investment in the big bad I don't think has really taken hold. I, I was not as into the overall... Like Although on this on this whole... rewatch,
1: I I realized something interesting that I think is like missed fanfic potential, hmm. because in the second time when Walter comes back to have her investigate stuff further, um, he's talking about the last person I brought this to was my like head of security or something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's gone missing under dubious circumstances. Yeah. So. Do you want to still take this on? And she does. But then I'm like, what if there was a fanfic where even before she's officially joined Team Arrow and stuff, she's put on like Merlin's radar and something kind of shady happens to her and the so hood has to intervene at like that point. And, Go like, write just it, Daddy.
0: In- uh, like she'd write it. I Go
1: for it. I lack the attention span to write fix. I've okay. just That's decided. Sorry. I'm good at coming up with ideas, and then I like, I write a thousand words of the first chapter, but can't like finish it. And so, yeah, yeah.
0: here but we I, are. I do feel from, I do think what's what Arrow does really effectively, minus the Laurel stuff. Um, but even to a certain extent with Laurel, I do think that they really use Helena as a vehicle to be like, this is what this is not what oliver should be with and they know discovering what oliver's not supposed to be with they are forming a picture of what he should who she who he should be with and they're very very gradually just it's nudge by nudge moving felicity into that spotlight Whereas you're running through characters, you're like, well, she fits that. And as we go so by the her, time she shows
1: up in the gold dress in 115, you're like,
0: okay, okay, yeah, so I, I have, I mean, it's masterful the way that they introduce her character through season one. And they can protest all they want about when did they decide on Emily, but I am sorry, the show is not subtle. But they are taking a gentle approach with Oliver and Felicity, and it does feel natural. It does feel organic. It does feel like it's evolving at its own pace. And then you just have Oliver really, or you have Diggle laying this beautiful groundwork for what what love Oliver really truly needs in order to be a superhero. Diggle just lays it out there. Cause he's kind of telling Oliver, somebody should love you for who you are, not who you're supposed to be, not who you're trying to be. They should just love you, yeah, imperfect, but wonderful you. That's it. That's it, man. You just gotta find the right fit. And that the I I'm I'm softer on the multiple love interests because you kind of have to have the wrong fits through the rest of the season in order to figure out that Felicity is the right one. At least Oliver does. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, okay, we're sold 103, but I mean, to me that's the process Oliver is going through. He's got to find the wrong, he's got to go through the wrong fits before he figures out what he, that Felicity is the
1: right one. But that takes a little while. Because he's he's Oliver. The, the groundwork is definitely being late.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, and this is episode eight that this happens, the scene cut, and I don't know how much leeway directors have versus writers and who decides what and editing and whatever, but it doesn't feel like those two, um,
1: those well, two I feel the
0: opposite. Like they're, I like feel it's writing right off- because
1: it's writing what the next scene is, you know? right?
0: Yeah, exactly. It's the next scene. So it's, it's, it's also in the shot and it's also in the next scene that we immediately go to Felicity. So it's clear the writer's, we're definitely putting her in that love interest bucket from the get go. From yeah. the get go, they so, might
1: not have known she was
0: the one just again. Yet. We're having a tryout, it really does feel like we're what we get to because wa- we all complain how there was no chemistry
1: test with Katie and Steven. Well, we're watching the chemistry test because I'm trying to think, usually in the timeline, because this is episode eight, mm-hmm. usually it's by like when it catches up to the show being on the air versus what episodes have been written or made i feel like by eight season 1 should have come out at this point mm-hmm. right mhm to have enough of like every entertainment outlet being like what the hell this pairing has no chemistry because that's what happened.
0: I mean, I, I was not online a lot in season one, but I do no, remember... No, but EW, TV
1: line, everybody mm-hmm, was just like... Just talking uh, about Elicity.
0: Well, well, I... I just,
1: they weren't necessarily talking about that immediately, but... Um, the chemistry problem about how Katie's. Oliver and Laurel was a problem.
0: Yeah, I, I do remember once I started going online a little bit more in season two, I found older articles from season one where it was like, we have a Laurel problem. And there were a lot of articles about Stephen and Katie's chemistry. And there was a lot of talk about just how bad a character Laurel was written so to me, when I found that stuff, I was like, "Oh, I, I, you know, you feel vindicated that you're like, yeah. okay, I'm, I feel like I'm watching, maybe I'm on the same page as the writers, but because you just never know." Because I feel
1: by a, the show has started airing uh, at this point. Because usually it's like episode like. They're doing oh, yeah. episode they're five funny. when episode one comes out. You I know,
0: film like maybe I don't know. I actually don't know. I don't know how the production works, but yeah, there are a few episodes. That was usually how it was, I, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, no, I agree. I, I, and I, I, I just think that they they're very carefully, delicately laying the groundwork for Oliver Felicity. They're basically doing absolutely opposite of everything they're doing for an Oliver for Laurel and Oliver. They're giving Oliver and Felicity their own history and we get to watch it build, which is we should have been doing. And this is one thing that I will never understand. Season one should have been blanketed with, with flashbacks to Laurel and Oliver dating. It really should have been, they should have been sharing the shit out of that and we get shown
1: the good times yeah, all
0: the good times seeing them being awesome see them in love and happy because here's the thing have that's...
1: the double date paralleled with uh, oh, yeah. all of Oliver right. date
0: because if we can see them when they were in love and happy that makes them that makes you want to root for them to get back together you know what i mean
1: like or a flashback scene of laura Laura, Laura being all like cutesy coupley, but Tommy like looking off in the distance being like harboring a crush and all forlorn. Or
0: whatever yeah I mean there should have been you could have totally built in that Tommy had feelings for Laurel before that this has been kind of a long simmering love, love, love triangle whatever um, maybe even present Laurel as you know she was a lot sweeter back in the day but life has hardened her you know what I mean like and they didn't do any of that which i was really frustrated with in season one because i just was like i want to get this i want to get why they're saying they're the love of each other's lives but it just felt like their fates were like our fate is predetermined it's always been laurel and oliver and therefore they have to end up together like that's not actually a reason to be with somebody just because you've always been with them that's a terrible reason to be with somebody (laughs) truly <laughs> truly truly awful. Do not marry somebody just because, well, I haven't dated anybody else and this is what I have. So therefore, you know, it, you know, and I always hated that kind of argument with the Vampire Diaries of anyone, you know, ever was like, well, you know, Stefan was with her first or, you know, it's always been and I'm like, no, it hasn't. They've been very clear that this is a love triangle from the beginning. Damon was in there in the game from the start. Like they Nobody had this wrapped up in season one, you know. So this whole—it's just this constant telling us, but not showing us—that is constant with Oliver and Laurel. Like it's very, very frustrating. So what I love about this scene with Felicity—it is such a gentle, elegant scene cut where you're not hitting, you're not completely hitting them, hitting us over the head with it. It's easy to miss if you're not paying attention. But it's also if you are paying attention, you see it cuts to Felicity and you're like, "Ah, that is showing and not telling us. And we're just starting to get to know Felicity, too. So we're we're getting to know her as Oliver gets to know her. And that's just, it feels... Like, like,
1: it's her depth of that, like, she's tenacious and, and like, the line of, like, I hate my they need to be solved. And, like,
0: mm-hmm. and yeah. kind and compassionate and willing to help, super smart, all good things, right? And, and these are micro scenes we get from her. You know, it's not like we get a ton of Felicity in these early episodes, which is also frustrating. But she's the antithesis of Laurel. So, yeah. them trying to sell this It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. And I was 100% with Helena going off on Oliver. He absolutely deserved to get torn apart for that because he was an absolute asshole. He's always an asshole around her, you know? Yep. She brings out the worst, not the best. Dinner. Alrighty, I think we'll go next week. We will, we're on to 9 and 10. 10? That's mid-season, right?
1: Yeah. Mid season finale. Although I, I can't remember. I think nine that might actually be the mid season. Is nine mid season? I think so because I think that's like, I lose the Christmassy clock. one. Is that the Christmassy? And then ten, I think, is the fire. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, here we go.
0: Okay, so nine is year's end you're right nine is going to be mid-season finale but then we come back to a a oliver who has a little additional ptsd that he's got work through so
1: yeah and like i always feel the episode after winter hiatus is always a when you just have to get through Yeah.
0: yeah it's like you're it's like you're dusting out the cobwebs and revving up again and it's always slow
1: it, always, it's it's, it's the winter it's the time, time and you have to
0: jarring because they they end on a cliffhanger and then they get to resolve all the cliffhangers and it's like six months later you know what i mean like
1: yeah yeah so. it's the winter time you got to start the car and let it run for 20 minutes it's, before you can yeah. get in it and go
2: <laughs> so, accurate.
1: so accurate,
0: all right my dear we'll talk next week all right bye. Peace, bye